Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. So the only way I can see that we're going to see each other is if we both get jobs on building sites and cycle there, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> Isn't that, that funny? Is yeah. Very clever, that is. I phoned my dad yesterday. And uh, after, firstly, I have to say hello. He started listening to the podcast. And secondly, he said he, he probably won't. Oh. He doesn't want to see me for a year. I'm not sure if it's related Your to dad? coronavirus or not. but. <laughs> Tell me what you said. <laughs> he said, like, he's, he's obviously of an age, he says he felt like he didn't want to risk it, so he's he's just going to keep to himself and and uh, keep away for years. I don't blame him, to be honest. It's that sort of, you know, we're getting no guidance from above, so let's just, uh, let's be careful. Let's self-police. Yeah. I think it's interesting if you feel like you are in that bracket. How old is your dad? Oh, in his 60s. I'd hate me to say, I hope he's not listening now. <laughs> in his 60s. Why would he hate you to say that? Listen, well, Paul. <laughs> why? Go on. Because it was my birthday yesterday. He phones me up and uh, wishes me happy birthday, then asks me how old I am and says, oh, I thought I'm that age <laughs> and all that. It's, it annoys him that, you know, I'm older than he thinks he is or something like that. I don't know anyone. <laughs> tell him in his 60s, he's a, he's a whippersnapper. <laughs> I think he must have been ashamed of Gary Knowles. It means he's on level six. He's still, you know, he's doing very well in the game of life. <laughs> Uh, I always think of it like that. But I do think as you get older now, you feel a bit let down by your tone. You think, well, what am I going to do? So he's going to stop in, is he, for a year? Like Rip Van Winkle. No, no, he's not stopping in. He said he didn't want to see me. Oh. (laughs) He's got an allotment. (laughs) I don't know what to say to you. Where does does he live? Uh, Over in uh, a village called Moira in Derby, which is very carry-on. He's in Moira. <laughs> Not that far, really, is it, Darby? No. You could no. cycle there with a hard <laughs> Anyway, I'll keep out of it. That's very funny. <laughs> so it was your birthday anyway. Yeah. And listen, I hope your dad is listening to this. Just because he said he started watching, listening, watching. Mm. Bloody hell, I can't. I'm all over the shop today. <laughs> listening to it and he enjoyed it. Oh, he didn't say he enjoyed it. Just he just said he enjoyed it. He just started listening. <laughs> 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 I hope he's listening. What's his name? Chris. Hiya. Chris Listen, Chris. Hiya. Hiya. Lovely getting on the allotment, Chris. Smashing. <laughs> I've got a few laughs out here this morning, Christopher. Smashing. <laughs> Keep listening, look. And lots of people are enjoying listening. Again, I was reading on Twitter. It's like my magazine, really, Twitter, that somebody was listening to the Alison Hammond and me talking. Mm. She, this girl she was laughing so much. Behind her face mask. It just made me laugh that I did on a bus. She was <laughs> laughing behind her face mask. 
like just a thought shameful. it was funny. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you, how was your birthday anyway? I'm going to ask it, you how you are and everything. Not like your dad. Thing. Are you listening, Chris? <laughs> Not like your pigging dad. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> It was a glorious day. I had a great day, thank you. Good. What did you do? Nothing. That's the, that's what's so good about yeah, it. No, it was okay. ate a lot, ate more than I should, and uh, watched a lot of TV comedy on TV and stuff like that. So, right now, because I, of course, he, he loves comedy. Now, which <laughs> brings me in the mind of the Paul Pole. You've heard of Paul Pot? This is Paul's Pole. And it was because there's so many things. I don't, if you're starting to listen to this for the first time, when me and Paul started broadcasting, I was in the right state trying to remember passwords and all this stuff. And Anyway, it seems like a lifetime ago. I'm sat here with my headphones like I'm on two-way family favourites. I know you won't know who that is, but I think Christopher will. So um, <laughs> that's one for you, Chris. You know, we've all got a lot better at stuff. And there's things all the time. So it's quite noisy on the on the highway of online thing. There was no traffic and now it's absolutely full of people putting their own shows on. Fair enough, because it's looking like for live entertainers, they won't get really be able to get back to the livelihoods till after Christmas. So they've got to find a way of they're clever, don't get me wrong, but they can't eat fresh air. So they're finding ways of doing stuff. So there's so many things to do. So Paul was was stuck between three things to do. And he, he said, you know, there's so much going on. I could either watch Kerry Pritchard McLean be interviewed by Richard Herring, and I know he likes both of them. I could watch something to do with Formula One racing, and he's a massive fan. Or I could listen to something with Doctor Who with live tweets, and he loves Doctor Who. So I said, "Piggy, neck, talk about you know which which road will I travel?" And we put it on as a poll on the podcast Nice Tweet page. So what were the results, Paul? Well, I have to say that uh, the listeners got it hundred percent correct, and uh, it was the Formula One we watch, and ev- and everyone voted for that. <laughs> I'm sure people I care. Wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that. I thought he'd do no? Doctor Who. Ah, you be- <laughs> I, could have got you, I should have got you to bet on it. <laughs> the, when you say rewatch, do you mean you've seen it before? Uh, well, nothing's live at the minute, is it? They can't make anything. They can't make new ch- oh. episodes of Doctor Who. They can't race Formula One races. So everything is kind of a group well, chat. Everything's not live. Of- not not live because. Dinky's live, Kit Kiri was live with Rich Eric. Oh, yeah, that was, that was live, that's true, yeah. So one of the three was actually live. So you rewatched re- the Formula One race. Yes, but it was from before I was born, to be fair. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen because it's before I was born. It's all right. I'm just pleased for you. Oh, really. dear. So, anyway. in a minute, we're going to have the lovely. Uh, my guest today is the lovely Adrian Goldberg, who I've known a long time in lots of different guys. He's a great journalist. I know that Adrian has got a young daughter, and he's been he's been homeschooling her. So I want to find out about all that. Would you like Would you like Christopher to have homeschooled you, Paul? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the the most likely lesson that would have happened um, if Christopher was in charge of homeschooling you? Well, I'd be good at rewiring a house because he's an electrician. But oh, <laughs> is he was. brilliant? Hey, send yeah. him round here, Christopher. <laughs> I do want work doing. And history. He'd probably love a bit of history. but uh, Right, yeah. okay. So, well, practical history. Well, yeah. practical with the electricity. Mm. Well, I'm very glad. I'm very glad he's got a proper job like an electrician. <laughs> well, he's retired very, now, but yeah. I bet he still does the odd one, does he? The oh, odd probably. Rewiring of a 
if somebody's in need. Yeah, I'll probably if I need it, he'd, he'd come. Of course he would. He's your dad <laughs> after all. Even though he doesn't want to see you for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what he's saying. Just making me laugh. If there is anybody out there over the, over the, the magic, wonderful age of 60, who's brilliant enough to be over 60, robust enough, smart enough, used to working out life and shaking and moving, dodging and diving, the, the smart ones over 60, get in touch. I want to talk to you about how you feel like it's all going up. Oh, here he is. It's, it's the lovely, brilliant Adrian Goldberg. Hi, Adrian, love. Hello, Barbara. How you doing? I would have said I've been up and down, but I'm, I'm mostly up now. I'm getting used to it, Adrian. I think I think you're right. I think that's a bit of COVID overhang, you know. I, I was pretty poorly for a, only for a few days, but the, the cough that's associated with it just hasn't disappeared for about five weeks, honestly. Are you telling me you... Have you had it, Adrian? Well, I don't know. My mate, Keith, oh. who's, who works in pharmaceuticals, whatever that means, he sent me a test and it wasn't a COVID test. It was a test to see if you've got the antibodies. And he explained right. to me that like when you, if you've got an infection, like your body's got its own army, but then, then they yeah. send in the SAS, was how he described it. And that's, <laughs> your, that's your antibodies. And then there's another right. kind of antibody. And he said, after the SAS have gone in, then it's like you, you seal the border and you've got a border force. I thought this is very poetic for something that's making, <laughs> making me cough me guts up. Anyway, that was how he described it to me. And he, so he sent me a test to see if my body developed these antibodies, the SAS and the border force, because if you'd had something like COVID, that's what you, your body's supposed to do. So his test was negative. So it, it said I hadn't got the antibodies, and if I'd had COVID, I would have had the antibodies. But then he said to me, oh, yeah, but often you, you get a false negative. <laughs> well, I tried to soldier on, Barbara. I tried. I, I mean, I try, you know. <clears throat> I don't get much. I don't get much. Sim- I don't get much sympathy at home, Barbara. I, but, I, you know, I, I know I can I can rest my head. I can rest my head on your fulsome bosom knowing that I'll you be. You certainly can, <laughs> Then I'll get all the sympathy I need. That's right. I'm very sorry that because you live with a house full of women, and no sympathy there. I'm very, very yeah. I will give you sympathy, Adrian. Love. Thank you I very much indeed. Will. Thank you. You've been doing some homeschooling as well, haven't you? Even you, when you've not been feeling well, you're a uh, marvellous lad. Bat- battling on through, battling on through. I'm sure the MBE is in the post. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, my little five-year-old daughter Gracie. We've been doing something called. There's something called the Khan Academy, which is, a, a, I think, a, just a national academy-based show. Trying to do maths on that, trying to do right. reading on, according to the Oxford, the Oxford books, o- Oxford school books. But now the school have sent us a whole other bunch of stuff. So the little one have just got into doing every morning. We do our Khan Academy. We do our Oxford Owl reading. And, and now we've got to do other stuff. Today we were trying to make a pirate ship and telescopes. So I'm not I'm not very I'm not very good with my hands and like but I'm better than a five year old obviously so mine mine looks slightly better than hers. <laughs> a pirate so, uh, a pirate where well, you won a a pirate ship and a telescope. What are they trying to do? Bring them up to sort of um, what is it smuggling? Are they trying to get a generation of smugglers? 
It's all we've got left. It's all we've got left, Barbara. <laughs> it's the last. It's the last thriving enterprise in Britain. Get get some That's of them. Right. Get get some of them hand sanitizers if you can, love. Go on. That's right. Set sail on the high seas. I don't know a pirate ship. Anyway, so you beat her. Anyway, yours was better than hers. Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the marks to come back from teacher. But let's just say I'm quite. <laughs> I'm quietly confident. But it's, it's a so show with a five-year-old. You know, they don't get. They don't yeah. get things, do they? Because especially, I think if you're in school and you go in your uniform and you go through the the door and there's a set of expectations and they're associated with that. There's your teacher. But it's very hard to be dad one minute and getting up and reading, as I do every morning with my little girl, and being dad like that, and then suddenly, uh, half past nine, becoming teacher and saying, sit there, sit on your chair, don't move. I know that some people have got at home with single ch ch children who are quite young, under five. Mm. Kids under five like a lot of playing, and they say they're being parent and playmate. And they say Ooh. that's quite tricky too. Yes, it's no, that, that's, it's that's roles at the same time, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, this morning though, talking about playmate, my five-year-old is absolutely mad on Junior Monopoly, and I don't know if you ever, <laughs> I don't know if you ever played Junior Monopoly. No. <laughs> you go around the board, but instead of having Mayfair and Park Lane, they have the video games arcade and the ice cream shop and she doesn't quite wow. get the rules because on this game you're meant to buy if you land on an empty square but if if it's something she doesn't like oh, I, I don't want the zoo i don't like the zoo <laughs> <laughs> you gotta buy the zoo but i beat her oh, again really? and she just at the end of the game and i'll try i'll try and be a nice dad i say oh you owe me six pounds but you've only got one i'll just take one but there comes a point, doesn't there, Barbara? There comes a point when your creditors just can't pay you and you have to send the bailiffs in. So, that's good. You've got to teach her about life as well because a lot of these games are a rehearsal for life, aren't they? It's like... Uh, Monopoly definitely is, isn't it? Can't pay yeah, your debts. Yeah. Out. Out. Go on. Out. Get out. Uh, but she did that's... burst into tears, I have to say, when I beat her this morning. <laughs> did she? she Adrian, did. that's not that's not right. Oh, you gotta teach him. You gotta teach him to lose. <laughs> get, get, get used to it. I gotta get used to it. You know. <laughs> it's true. We have got to get big mm. and used to it. So you find it all right? You, do you do you probably do quite a lot of work from home anyway? Do you? Uh, well, I do podcasting a lot at the That's moment. What I mean. So, yeah, I mean, so I can do that from home. And uh, you're speaking to me now for a magnificent piece of technology called Clean Feed. And I use another similar piece of technology called Zencaster. And they are brilliant. And I've spoken to people all over the world podcasting. Right. Could you really? talk well, me through Zencaster, please? Well, I've got my laptop. Open up my laptop. I have to pay Zencaster, uh, I think, about $20 a month. So it's not cheap. But then you, you, you send an invite to someone through their email. And as long as they've got a laptop and mm. either Chrome or Firefox, mm. it's very particular. It doesn't like Safari. It doesn't like iPads. I don't know why. Maybe, you know, I have no idea. But you send a little invite and, and all people do is click on the link and they're through. You're chatting laptop to laptop. Honestly, that's amazing. I've spoken to, I spoke to people yeah. in the United States. I spoke to, um, I've done an episode of my talk show with a woman who was in the Tiger King 
documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, Blinky Net, brilliant. What's, we see, we use clean feed and sometimes it goes into trash because I think people think it's something to do with colonic irrigation. (laughs) (laughs) I I think so, Adrian. When you laugh, love, you cough, don't you? But what's good is that we can talk to people over the world. And it's it's odd to me, Adrian, but all life's yin and yang, fell and shui, start skiing and arch. We're in lockdown and yet, the frontiers are opened there. I think it's what they call a paradox, isn't it, Barbara? Oh, right. Okay. I paradox. Just you thought that was for you thought that was for something that you put in the bath. Paradox. For <laughs> <laughs> a shame when he laughs, he coughs. We're a piggy shame. When he coughs, he laughs. Yeah, when he laughs, he coughs. Good luck. <laughs> what I liked about it, you could just cough. It's awful when you listen to say you listen to radio for somebody like Jenny Murray is lovely, but say Can't it's Jenny, it. you know it. And you know what? You know she wants to cough, and she's fighting it. Go on, yeah, you Jenny. Think, just clear your throat. Look. It's like an unwritten law. It's not supposed to cough. You can hear him trying to well, fight yeah, in, the radio, cough. in proper in proper radio studios. They have a cough button. So if you're, oh, oh, it's amazing. It in, in the good studios, they do anyway. So if you're working on national radio, the, the, there's just a little three or four buttons in front of you. One will be yeah. just so you can hear what's coming out of your own studio, out of your own broadcasting. One will be to talk back to your producers. However, if there's three or four of you talking in the room at the same time, because <laughs> in my in my folly, I've done that on the radio. I've pressed my talkback button thinking I'm speaking to my producer and nobody else can hear. It kills my microphone, but it doesn't kill the microphones of the other people in the studio. So you might be pushing the button, speaking to your producer saying, can we get rid of this idiot? They really don't know what they're talking about. And that's coming out of the other microphones that are live. And then the other button will be your your cough button because, of course, in real life, it's a bit like, isn't it? It's a bit like, I don't know, Stephanie Beecham only ever being filmed through a soft filter. It's like that, isn't it? People don't cough or burp or fart on the radio, but they do in real life. Of course, let's have a cough now. You ready? Let's both. Yeah, I'm one, disappointed two, you didn't ask me for a burp or a fart there, Barbara. But... A cough first. <coughs> burp now. <coughs> I, I can burp. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. Think, I don't think I can. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not coming. You know, at our time of life, it's it's dangerous to try, isn't it? Really. I think that's funny. We've broken all the rules. We're not supposed to do any of them three things. And it's good because this brings out the punk in us. You used to be a punk, didn't you, Adrian? I did. I love punk rock and I still do. I love the attitude of punk rock. I mean, I love the music as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not one of those snot. I loved loud, fast, angry music of limited virtuosity. I love that. Just the idea that you get up and play. I, brilliant. But the idea of punk, the I, and I've, I like to think I've lived my own professional life, if I can call it that, by those rules, because... Although I've worked on radio a fair bit and done a bit of telly, a lot of the stuff that I most enjoy and that, that I'm really proud of has been stuff I've started myself. So in the mid-80s, when football was going to rack and ruin and there was so much wrong with it, I started a football fanzine. It was the first national football fanzine called Off The Ball. And that was trying to give ordinary football fans like myself a voice when nobody would listen to us. 
And then in about 2006, I started blogging and did a, a website around the West Midlands that people might know or might not called The Stirrer. And, and we were, we were trying to I remember The up. Stirrer, Rachel. Yeah. I remember it very well. And then um, now I'm, you know, really developing podcasting uh, and, and I've got a real love for it because you don't have to answer to anybody. It's me, it's the the person I'm interviewing or the people I'm interviewing and it's the audience. And if it's if it's good enough, I've just done one with a guy called Nazir Afsal who actually grew up in Birmingham, one of the UK's leading prosecutors. And it was such a great interview that I just, it's an hour long with no music, no jingles, no news, no nothing. Just the human voice, me and him talking. And I split it into two just because people might find it a bit hard to listen to a whole hour at a go. But if you want to listen to it an hour ago, you just press play after part one has finished and you've got part two. But I, I love that. And, and it, it's do it yourself. It's a do-it-yourself ethos. And... Um, I love that about podcasting. And some people say, oh, there's loads of podcasts out there and most of them are rubbish. I, I don't know that. I, what I do know is that I, I get excited when people are doing stuff themselves. You know, I was chatting to a guy the other day. I don't know if you've come across him. You might have done called Liam Hockey. Liam no, runs, runs a podcast called Breaking Bread, which is about focusing and bigging up the food scene in Birmingham and the West Midlands. Because, you know, we never get a look in on the food programme on Radio 4, do we? Come on. Um, no, but, that's right. You know, and Liam's a delivery driver, but he loves food and he loves talking about food. So he, him and his mate, whose name I can't forget, uh, whose name I can't remember, they create, created this podcast. And, and it's, just, it's just done with love and enthusiasm. And that, that's what I love about podcasting. It's, an, it's a punk highway we're on. You've always been on a punk highway, and to a certain extent, so have I. I think, I think it's that lovely idea of you can do what you want. You don't have to answer to anything. And I think if any, this odd time we've been through now, I think a lot of people are going to come out, Adrian, and go, I ain't doing what I was doing before. I don't. What do you think? Do you think things will change, love, or what? I'd like to think so. I mean, hasn't it been great? I don't want anybody to be out of a job who wants a job, don't get me wrong, but hasn't it been great how little traffic there has been? The fact that you can walk around and hear the birds singing in the middle of the day. Like, isn't that beautiful? That's lovely. And I, I, I may, you know, be a little bit tinged with cynicism, but I, but I hope not. I think, you know, if people have been cycling during this period, maybe... That's something you can continue doing because if you're going to get the, if you get the train, they aren't going to be able to let everybody on, are they? Because because you need to keep your social distancing, and really, I don't think modern cities are really geared up to dealing with loads of cars. You're still going to end up in gridlock pretty quickly. So some of the positive things like people cycling, the fact that there's been less traffic, and and the fact that people have just been even if they've been forced to do it, just maybe stopping and reflecting and slowing down a little bit. That's not a bad thing, I, is yeah, it? Yeah, I agree, love. I mean, obviously, it's been awful health-wise for lots yes. of people. But yeah. but there is something to be said about it. I think we're going to need a lot of fireworks or bottoms to get us back out into what was really a bit, a bit of a rat race. Anyway, we'll see what happens. A bit of mm. me is thinking, well, I don't quite like it, you know. Of course, people have got to make a living. And... 
think it, it's all right this broadcasting but live entertainment and i know you like live entertainment you're a big person for going to watch jigs and stuff mm. talking about that not coming back really adrian till after christmas love no pantos that's unbelievable Wow, I hadn't heard that, but I'm a big football fan and it looks like there won't be any football this side of 2021. And as you say, I go and see a lot of gigs. And In fact, the three nights before lockdown, I'd seen three very different concerts. I'd seen a, an all-female punk tribute act called the Ramonas. They were far too young to have ever seen the Ramones, but they're great. And they do it They do it proper. They play like the Ramones. They're great, but they also do their own songs as well, which I really like. Uh, they're really good, the Ramonas. I saw a, a brilliant Irish singer-songwriter called um, David Keenan. And I, uh, both those gigs were at the Sunflower Lounge in Birmingham, which is a fantastic venue. Oh, Adrian, I love the Sunflower Lounge. Yeah. Isn't it lovely? If you don't know it, it's near the station. You go downstairs, all the best clubs you go downstairs to, don't you think? Oh, You yeah. go downstairs, it's in a little basement, it rocks. Absolutely, and they've done it. They've can. done it out, haven't they? Because it, it it used to be a little downstairs room that was kind of a bit half-hearted as a as a gig venue, but now it's a proper gig venue, and you know black walls, and you know just a lovely size. Maybe you know you get hundred people in there, it's rammed. You get sixty people Aww. in there, it's got a lovely atmosphere. I love the place. But the other gig I saw as well on the Friday, but. It, much different in scale, I suppose, but still not not a mega gig. But was Stuart Lee at Symphony Hall, so oh, it was brilliant with his snowflake tornado. Was that just tornado. before lockdown? Was that just yeah, before yeah. lockdown? So oh, all of was all he, of was those. Was he talking about stuff? Yeah, yeah, he was talking about that, but we didn't know, did we? We I, no. it was re I mean, that's where you rely on those, you know, the, the grown ups. In the country, mm. <laughs> those grown-ups called politicians, and then you realise the same as you. They haven't got an effing clue, have they? Really, no, they're I groping don't. around in the dark. Same as all of us, uh, and and it's a, it is a bit of a Wizard of Oz moment, I think, for the country, where you you think you know there's all these people on podiums and their names are household names, <laughs> and they're getting broadcast to us. What do they know? There's a tiny little man. There's a tiny little man in there and he doesn't know anything. No, that's right. Just like us. Absolutely like us. I love it to see Stuart Lee just before lockdown because I think those last things you saw and did will stay with you. I remember one of my last things. I was I was doing Barbara Nice's raffle in Sheffield. We're all laughing, you know. Coughing into our elbows, I was raffling toilet roll, laughing our heads on. I'll never forget it. Really, it was like a special time. There's a bit of a danger there, Barbara. Were you, were you actually giving away something in one of your raffles that was worth something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's the most that's change. the most glamorous that's the most glamorous raffle you've ever done. <laughs> a blue roll in the time of coronavirus. <laughs> Correct him, undo, darling. Mm. Right now, then. So you. You haven't got any I'll spare, have you? Yeah. No, every, listen, everybody's got more than they bloody want now. Everybody went piggy mad for it. That's what we're like with daft, I think. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Who get yeah. that? Then everybody's going for self raising power. Go, go, chase the flower. Get the yeast. Get all flora. <laughs> yeah, I like a bit of homemade really. bread, though. I know. I know. No, it's nice, but people want stuff when they think everybody else wants it. That's yes, true, true. We daff, really. I, I, 
it's human nature right then so anything else you'd like to say your podcast where can people find these podcasts because i'm going to tell you now listeners adrian will be seeking out very very interesting people to talk to and it'll be great to talk to them well, if you where, put where into your, if you put into your, well, I'm doing loads at the moment. I, I, I do one called Adrian Goldberg's Talk Show. So if you just put that into your sound, into your search engine. But probably the best thing to do is follow me on Twitter at Goldberg Radio, and then I put links to all my podcasts there. I've got a West Bromwich Albion one called The Liquidator. I've got another one about football in general called When Sky Invented Football. I've got Adrian Goldberg's Talk Show, and I've got a couple more in the pipeline as well because I. I just love doing it, and uh, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So um, that's definitely something that I want to. I want to expand, really. So just one last word about West Brom. What for a lot of people love football. I I can take it or pick and leave it. But a lot of people love football. What do you think is the future for people around football? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the the, the latest one I'm getting is that football just might below the Premier League might just not happen for a bit uh, because yeah. all the players' contracts are up at the end of July. But you kind of think at the moment when people are dying from this terrible virus and we're just sort of slowly coming out of this deep freeze, can you guarantee that anybody would be safe? You know, you've got maybe... You know, 22 players, you've got, you need medical staff there. Could they be people who'd be better used on the front line of the NHS? Uh, I just think maybe, you know, maybe football needs to wind its neck in a little bit. I love football, but maybe it just needs to wind its neck in and say, you know what? There are bigger things out there than, than 22 blokes kicking a bag of wind around a field, as my mum would have said. Oh, bless so, do you think it's time for Sabutio to come back? Should we be doing Zoom Sabutio? Oh, that's a great idea, yeah. Oh, wow. Just, just flick to kick. Flick there you to go. kick. Flick to kick, that's your Sabutio. I found an old Sabutio team in one of my cupboards the other day. I'm for, like, I used to play when I was about nine, but I didn't have a table. So I've got nine players and... and the other two in the team were, were poor guys I knelt on. <laughs> so they're bent over forward. Well, you know, nine aside, why not? That's all right. Flick to kick. You, Flick to honestly, kick. I think it's going to come back. It's going to come back. All right, Adrian, lots of love to your lovely family. And listen, if you need some sympathy, come to your Auntie Barbara. Oh, that Barbara, that's love. the nicest thing I've heard today. <laughs> See ya. All right, cock. All the best. Bye-bye, honey. Ah, oh, there he goes, Adrian. Very busy with all these podcasts and everything. What's so lovely is people can just do their own thing. I love coughing and burping and jumping. I love <laughs> what breaking the podcast? rules. What do you mean? What we're doing to this podcast? <laughs> burping all over your podcast. Come on. Ah, it's good. Luck. Have some standards. No, we are, we want no standards. We do what we <laughs> pigging wants. The People's Republic's a podcasting. <laughs> now, Barbara, mm. you asked me very kindly what I was up to this weekend. Have you been up to planning things over your weekend? Oh, thanks, Paul, for reminding me. Very good to me. He's trying to get reminding me to plug my show. So on Zoom on Saturday night, me and my friend Damien been working on it for about two weeks and it has took a lot of thinking give me a pig in headache really to work out because i've done a few like uh sort of live shows 
on Zoom. And I'm very interested in interaction. If you've ever been to see one of my shows, I hope people come out going, oh, I really feel good for that. And I do think it's nice to get people out themselves a bit, especially if you're stuck at home all the time, like a lot of people are. So I wanted to try and create the energy of a live Barbara and I show on Zoom and try and bring people together. So we've talked about it a lot. And we've got this show, we had to have three different titles. Uh, so I thought we, we could call the show Having a, the Vida Lockdown. Then somebody tweeted me and said, I'm very sorry, but there's a comedian been doing a show called that for the last month. So I thought, all right. And then we thought, all right, how about Saturday Night Lock-In? Got some artwork done for that. Lovely. Then I Googled that and somebody's been doing a show in Coventry, from, in Coventry actually, Paul. So we've come up and I know nobody's got this one because it is using one of my catchphrases. We're having a pig in lock-in. No one's saying that. So we've got that. So that took about two and a half weeks getting a title. As you can imagine, <laughs> when people see things, you've got to realise a pig in lots of work's gone into it. So we're going to have a show. I've got a lovely guest called Kirsty. I'm hesitating because I call her Kirsty Doody, but that's not her name. That's her married name. She's absolutely brilliant. I'll find out what she's going to let you know tomorrow. But I also am getting... Um, Nick Doody, who is her partner, who's a very, very good comedian. He's going to be on it. I'm hoping Joe Enright will be on it. I'll have somebody standing in line. And then I'm going to give people a short break because I think it can get tiring. And then we're going to have a raffle. And that is the bit we've been trying to work out the logistics. So if we sort this out, I think we'll be able to sort out world peace. NASA will be interesting us after this. So that's a very long-winded way of saying if you want to fancy on uh, this Saturday, 8 o'clock, and... Um, we are charging because money's going to women's aid because I know a lot of people, are, I've been saying to Adrian, be nice at home. Not everybody feels safe at home, men and women. I know every, there's lots of people don't feel safe at home for one reason or another. In this case, the charity we're going to be giving money to is women's aid. If we do it again, we'll choose another charity, try and spread it round because people are not giving out as much money for charity, really. And also, we're going to pay... I feel a bit bad, Paul, because you and I don't get paid anyway for this podcast. When will you? Get, when will we get some money for this? Ever? Well, we keep climbing the charts. People keep reviewing and leaving five stars and keep listening about five times Does each. Does that help? Yes. If people do that. Yeah, everyone listens about five times each. We are going up and up. We're breaking records every every week on the charts I see. So keep listening, people. Send it to your friends, and eventually. It'll pay off. <laughs> I'm very interested in what this eventual will happen eventually, Paul. How on earth does any? How on earth will we get paid for our time? I know it's not all about that, but it would be helpful. Eventually, in the in a dream world, I mean, we get to choose, so we don't promote something we don't want to agree with. But eventually, you might hear an advert or two in this podcast. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> so, what kind of adverts? Oh, flora, things like that. I, I, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we get the choice of something local, and you know, we agree with. And something like that, or something that you know is independent and sort of like a an upstart company rather than a big brand. But yes, once we hit a threshold, we'll make then we'll be rich, Barbara, rich beyond our wildest dreams. <laughs> beyond our wildest dreams, I'm with you. So we start to okay, yeah. So what you're saying is, if if you're sat on a bus laughing behind a mask, not that you've been laughing for the last five minutes, I've just been gabbing about stuff really. Then think, I am going to pass it on about this into this podcast because. Eventually, Paul and Barbara will be running adverts for sandwich shops. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Of independent, <laughs> yes. shops. Stay alert. 
stay safe and share the podcast. Oh, okay, I'm, I am pigging alert. I'm definitely alert. Okay, look after yourself, everybody. <laughs> Take care, Paul. All right, and Christopher, I hope you've enjoyed that podcast, love, anyway, from your lovely son. <laughs> <laughs> and me, Barbara Nice, signing off. And I do fancy a bit of rewiring. I could do with a couple of plugs putting in. <laughs> All right, loves. See you, Chris. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.